0: Today's episode is brought to you by DNA Sports Training. If you or someone you know wants to take their game to the next level, then bring them on over to DNA Sports Training. Visit dnasportsdenver.com right now to sign up for a training session. We offer training from football to track and field and everything else in between. Whether you're a defensive or offensive lineman wanting to get off the ball quicker or you're an athlete wanting to improve their overall speed and agility, we have something for you over at DNA Sports. Visit dnasportsdenver.com now and sign up. But, yo, I want to get into our special guest um, before we get into anything else. Uh, it's a mad myth of a legend. This used to beat me up um, up, <laughs> until, up until used I got to. bigger than him, which was like eight years old, nine years old, ten didn't years old, last something long. like that. Didn't last and uh, long. I turned the tables. But, now nah, this is my uh, my cousin, man. He's done, a, he's done a lot of cool things uh, in the neighborhood, not just this neighborhood, but, you know, in his neighborhood where he's at now and um, what he's got going on with uh, International Laser Academy. Um, I'll just introduce him and let him tell you who he is. This is Lorenzo Coons, Jr.
1: Hey, everybody. How's it going? Thanks for having me again, guys. Much appreciated. Thanks for the applause. <laughs> keep it going. Keep it going. <laughs> no, it's good. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, my cousin, and we used to have some good times together, and we still have some good times together. And yes, sir. He's always pushing me. I'm pushing him. And like I said before, it's always about support. You know, I'm an entrepreneur, um, and that's what I love, man. I love creating new things. I love – being passionate about projects i love helping people when i can and when it all comes together then it makes me very happy and hopefully successful and um you know we've been doing this tattoo removal thing for quite a while uh my family started in laser aesthetics my grandmother started the first laser school probably like 84 years ago uh hair removal school i'm sorry they didn't have lasers back then um So we started off there. My dad was the first laser school in the world, and um, now I own my own. And we've been going about uh, 12 years strong. It's my 24th year in the business. And, uh, yeah, we teach people how to start their businesses and watch this uh, industry grow from the ground up, and it's been amazing, man. It's just so the technology has advanced so much. We're not breaking the skin. There's no scarring. We can make it affordable, accessible. Um, the aftercare, everything we know about the body and how it manipulates the pigment. It's just really interesting to me. So it keeps me going because I'm a type of guy that just can't, like, do one thing and over and over again. I have to always be kind of intrigued in learning, just like you guys. Uh, you got to go through a season with some kids, and then the next season it's a new set of kids, new attitudes, and, yep. you know, new progress and new goals. And so that's what I do, and uh, I-, I love it, man. So I love teaching, and-, and it goes hand in hand. And, you know, we do some programs for at risk youth that need tattoos removed. We do stuff for women who are in the sex trade and who are branded with different tattoos, and you know we do uh, programs for single mothers and fathers with visible tattoos. So a lot of that stuff is what I like to do, and then also the part of helping people grow their businesses as well.
0: Very cool, dude. Like I, I, I know you've done this forever. I, being able to uh, to see the whole thing kind of kind of mature and the whole process kind of fold out, man. Um, with Onk and, and with you um looking at your your website ilaseracademy.com people can go there and roll
1: um reading this bio though man or just check us out on instagram it's at the letter i the word laser the word academy and if anybody has any questions i'm always happy to answer them we're going to be doing a lot of live stuff and answering questions about tattoo debunking myths and some of the things we're seeing out there. So uh, we're going to be pretty active on socials here. We're doing some classes online, so people will be able to sign up for on classes for very affordable classes um, that are very interactive and supportive. So um, we're excited about the next chapter, man.
2: Now, do you guys help people build up their companies or do you have several businesses in? A bunch of locations.
1: Yeah, so a combination of things. So I've helped build, you know, multiple location businesses uh, as being clinic director, and I do consulting for people. Okay. So I have our other company, ILA Consulting, which does business consulting, and then I also have my other company that does digital marketing for Google Analytics, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, we're in all aspects, man. We're, we're growing. i looking to open up a few more clinics again here soon. Um, it's just a really, really good time for us right now just to see the growth. And, yeah, anybody who – I have clients, students that I taught like 10, 11 years ago, and I'm still talking to them on a monthly basis, coaching them. New things come up. So I'm very supportive in everything I do. That's um, what's
2: up. Is there any area you won't remove
1: from? Uh, I've removed a tattoo off of every area of the body except for one, and that's the tongue. And I just recently found out people are getting their tongues tattooed.
0: Wait, you can get your tongue tattooed?
1: Apparently, Yeah. <laughs> that's it's, it's, it's the only one that I've done inside the ear every other part of the body fingers to the tip of your head eye you know. and eyelids <laughs> eyeliner we don't really promote that too much but I have earlier in my career helped people with that yeah permanent yeah. makeup
2: more, is there any obvious more risk in, in some areas than others
1: yeah man that's why we don't do, we don't get close to the eye man if that laser hits you in the eye then yeah. you know we wear protective goggles we put metal eye shields on you if you're doing anything on the face but yeah if you got anything that's there's there's parts that are you know, you have exposure, you know, you don't want people to have adverse reactions. So, and then I have places that I just know it's difficult to remove a tattoo. So what people don't know is the machines are great. The technology is great, but there are things that just are not possible. And so why put someone through all that pain and expense if we can't guarantee them a result they're looking for?
0: Yeah. So I know, um, you said you've been doing this a long time and we, obviously I kind of I have some idea of what kind of got you going in this and why you started going in this, but I really don't. Like it's one thing we've never really talked about. Like I, I remember as a kid, you kind of wanted to go a different path and you were trying different paths and, yeah. um, you know, you kind of it, it's the family business, so to speak. And, it is, but, but it's, it's it's different not. than what uncle was doing. It seems. Right, right, right. Um, what made you what made you choose this path?
1: So you know, having some legends in our family and in the industry, it was difficult to walk in their footsteps. Being a man, um, they were doing a lot of hair removal and skin rejuvenation, wrinkle reduction, all that stuff. And no one wants a little 20-year-old kid, you know, doing their bikini line. So um, (laughs) it wasn't really a good career path. So I got into marketing and advertising and digital design. Um, Just found like that wasn't really what I wanted. I loved the art aspect, but it was just long hours in front of a computer, no social activity. And um, one day, my dad's like, hey, there's a machine coming out that removes tattoos. I think it's a fad. I don't think it's ever going to work. You know, it's painful. It's basically scarring people. We're bleeding the tattoos out back then. And uh, I was just dumb enough to give it a try. And I just fell in love with it because I love the tattoos. I love the people. I love how quick the treatments are. Um, I loved being one of the first people to do that. Really kind of like got my juices going where I can make my own path. Okay. And the aspect of traveling, that's really what got me. Because after I left here and started my school in New York, um, people from Europe and Australia and all over the place were asking me to come to their offices to train them. And I was like getting to see the world like I had never had that much of an opportunity to do that. And I was getting able to travel all over the world just on their dime just to get going. So that's what got me going. And then just falling in love with the, the growth of it, trying to make it better. A lot of the things we do now at every clinic in the world you know, they were started at our offices, you know, like all the aftercare stuff we're doing now, the protocol design, all that stuff started. So we were able just to kind of grow and then give it out to the world and kind of create this industry. So first it was the traveling, then it was the money, and then it was just like, you know, the experience of having something that no one else was doing and having a really interesting job.
0: Uh, dude, I think it's, I think it's unique in itself. Yeah, for sure. Like you said, like um, having, having seen where it's come from with, with you and the family, like, um, I remember seeing Onk on on like uh, the morning show on Nine News or something. Oh, like, yeah, we were doing kind of playbacks yesterday, doing man. some of his things. Like, uh, it, it's definitely a unique field, bro, and it's one that kind of, as long as you can continue to put your own touches on it, will be a field that's just your field. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it, and it'll it'll ever kind of evolve with you as you evolve in it. Um, is there anything that ever surprises you or has you like, what <laughs> the? Yeah, you know, what the hell is going on? Like
1: Every day, man. Every day. I actually have a book that I write in and it says what I learned new about tattoo and I'm up to like volume 11 now cuz I'm always like finding interesting stuff, but I think where you're going is like crazy tattoos or things like that. I just
0: I just think anything in general, bro. Like um, you know, the 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 things that people have removed off of them. Um, you know, it, I I'm sure like I'm sure there's some wild tattoos and like tattoo placements, but I mean <laughs> just, you know, yeah. It, it, you just you just walk yeah. in and like this is who you're working with today. And this is what you're because, you, you know, I remember you used me as a model a few times to yeah. kind of teach with the laser and, you know, I go in there. It's like, here, yeah, zap this one and you're just <laughs> sitting there zapping it or whatever. So I'm just like, you know, when you when you walk into, into an examination room and you see what the hell you're, you're removing.
1: Yeah, man, it really it's not even really about the tattoo. It's about how it's affecting that person because you just see a tattoo on somebody and you're like, Oh, it's just a tattoo. They might've got this or that. But then once you hear the story behind it or why they want it removed or what it means to them or what it meant to them, those are where it gets really, really interesting. there's like a psychological aspect to it where you're Mm. just like, you know, there's been times when I told people like, and I probably shouldn't, I was like, this is a beautiful tattoo. I don't know why you're removing it. And it had some deep meaning for them and it reminded them of something in the past. And, you know, there's been times when, you Know it's just silly, you know. I got a girl that came in one time and she had Sean on her four different places and they were all spelled <laughs> different ways. And she's like, I don't know, I have a thing for Sean's. So I was like, Man, I was like, All right. Uh, and no. the guy that was bringing her in, his name was Sean, too. So it was, no. Yeah, man, he's like, I'm S H A U N S E A N. Yeah, was yeah was man, it, the it was the same spelling. For there were all the four were different spellings. Yeah. Keep that
2: one, that one's that the same one's as good. my name. You keep <laughs> no, that he wanted that off, too. Man,
1: he was paying for it, too. He was like, Get them all off. Um, you know, and there's other things where, you know, it's just weird, you know, people that you know wanted like I have one lady in New York right now. I think we've removed the same tattoo four times. So she's had it removed, redone, <laughs> removed, redone removed, redone, removed, and now redone again. Oh, Jesus. So yeah, man, it's it's there's some definitely things you just never know what you're walking into and how well people are gonna take care of it and it's 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 it keeps me interested.
0: So what's like the variety of places um, that these businesses open up and like I feel like this would be like like a tattoo shop to be able to have a, a, a tattoo removal in a tattoo shop.
1: like that's that's what I like. I think it's the best because I find that you have clientele walking in already, you have people who know about how to put the tattoos on. I think in laser aesthetics or laser tattoo removal, people don't give the tattoo industry enough respect. Because if you really know how, and I've done an internship for tattooing, I'm not a great tattoo artist, I don't want to tattoo nobody, don't ask me, because I'm not good. Um, But that's the thing, like, if you know how to put them on, you know how they, you know, the types of ink used, the needles being used, then it makes your job easier on how to remove them. So that's one, I always say there's like four different types of businesses, the tattoo laser and the tattoo shop. There's the medical doctor clinics that only some people only go to their doctor or dermatologist. Then you have the med spa situation where you do a bunch of things and you're kind of feeding your business through that way. And then you have the people who are specialists that just do tattoo removal, and that's all they do at their office.
0: Crazy, crazy. Yeah. I think I think the most underrated thing about what you do, you kind of touched on it a little bit, is the tattoo removals you do for at risk youth. You know, kids that are uh, kids that are in gangs or people that are coming out of prison. Yeah, that are that are you know gang related and maybe gang relation got them to prison right and now getting out they want to change their life well it's hard to it's hard to be like to feel encouraged about changing when you see your set on your body all the time you know I think that's a big one that you guys do and then you mentioned the sex trafficking one that's it's another one I think that I think that's really cool man that um you know, I, I think there were there's a lot of organizations that do that stuff, but I think it's important to kinda help people kind of really overcome what they're trying to get over.
1: Yeah, man. And it's not even that. Just not only the gang stuff, it's the racial stuff too. So you get yeah. like swastikas and guys are like, I'm sorry, man, you got I gotta show you this and you know, I'm a person of color. So but I always tell them like, Hey, are you gonna get any more? And they're like, Absolutely not and I'm like, All right, I'm happy to help you move past it because they can't go to the pool with their kids. They're going to get mm-hmm. judged. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've had people just, it, r- it ruins their life. And they, and they didn't even choose. To, they weren't racist when they went in, but they had to fit in. Mm-hmm. And so they just had to fit in with a group. And when you mm-hmm. have to fit in with a group, you get marked. Um, and some of those programs are tough because we'll start lasering uh, these guys when they're on parole. And the system's so messed up, man, like they can go back for any reason. Yeah. And now you go back and now the people, the gang members are saying your tattoo's half faded, so you're removing it. Yeah. And it puts their lives in danger. So we have to be very careful. So what we're doing right now with a group of doctors in California is I'm going to go out there and train their nurses. And we're, they're putting actual lasers in the prison oh, that's so bizarre. that they can start the process while they're waiting to be paroled. And then when they get out, those tattoos aren't going to affect them getting a job or something. Yeah. So it's hard to get a job when you have those visible tattoos sometimes. And so right. visible tattoos, gang tattoos, race tattoos, they're going to be doing those all uh, through the state grant.
0: Plus, we've all been dumb and drunk before in Mexico and got some shit tattooed oh, on you. Or <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I mean, we've all, we, we've all been young and dumb. You know, sometimes yeah. you get some shit tattooed on you that you don't you want tattooed on you, you know, anymore. Yeah,
2: or you grow out of, you know what I mean? Or you break up with her or (laughs) him. (laughs) We just did a
1: study and it was like five, like we did this study twice. The first time we did it, people regretted their tattoo after two years, looked into tattoo removal at four or five years and then did some at the six-year mark. That was the majority of people in the survey. Now it's getting to the point where people regret it in the first year and then they're looking at tattoo removal in in their third year. And so what's happening is like, these tattoos are just the trends are going so fast there's so many artists out there people don't like them because they'll do it and next thing you know 50 other people have the same tattoo you know so the trends are switching so fast and people and the technology is getting so good that more people are getting tattooed well it's really the best time to get in our industry right now because it's just acceptable easier all that stuff that i mentioned earlier um but yeah man people their fashion change man especially in a place like new york it's just constant
0: well it's funny because a lot of like it seems like nowadays you see more people with tattoos than ever before so i gotta imagine that just opens up a whole other industry because like in 10 years these people might not want these tattoos no more people change and follow fads so quickly you know i'm, I'm sure at some point the tattoo list person is going to be the end person
1: now they're saying like young kids aren't really into tattoos as much as they were so it's coming coming around to a point where Tattoos were cool. It set you apart from people, but now everybody has them. Yeah. Now the young kids are like, it's cool not to have a tattoo. Yeah. So That's
0: funny because I be seeing all these kids at
1: the schools, bro, at the high schools, <laughs> and they're freaking sleeved up. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, how the hell are you getting well, that's it, at 16? You know, like, that's it. You know, they just do that work. I remember Mario got a. That's yes, our other cousin. Uh, he got a tattoo machine for a minute, you know, and he was like, I'm ready to go. Oh, I, let, you got I, one. I let him guinea pig oh, me, dog. You got one. I let him
0: get, he didn't do, he did okay.
1: He got a Mario special. He, he did okay. I let him guinea pig me. He wasn't bad. He wasn't bad, man, for someone who didn't have an internship and just kind of learned on his nah, own. He, he wasn't he was, bad at all. He got
0: them, uh,
1: them pig skins, and he was sitting out
0: in my dad's garage. Just, he, just wanted it, he wanted it, man. He wanted it. Is
2: there anything you would turn a customer away for?
1: Oh, yeah, man. You know, um, We don't really turn people away, but unless it's like a medical reason, you yeah. know, um, autoimmune deficiencies or, um, you know, some skin issues or something like that. But uh, most people that want complete removal, Sometimes that's not possible because it's just too many layers of pigment or it's too young or scarring that was caused by the artist. Um, but we will lighten for cover-up. So that's the goal. Is like if we we want to try to help as much as we possibly can, um, but there are limitations to this. So like if you have a bright yellow tattoo, one of the hardest colors to remove, it reflects light it settles deep in the skin and makes it really difficult to remove. So, and then the eyes, we, you know, we can't do anything around the eyes. It's just too dangerous for people. Yeah. And you guys, you'd have to do this. Like, is it still multiple like sessions? Yeah. Yeah. It's still going to be multiple sessions. Cause it's really not a matter. You know, we have a $300,000 piece of equipment that we use and, doesn't matter how great that equipment is, your body still has to metabolize it. So gotcha. if you're drinking, smoking, you're not running or doing any exercise, you're gonna have a harder time with it, you know. So yeah. people that invest money in this, we tell them like, invest your money in this and also in your health because it's gonna save you in the long run and it's gonna help us, you know, get rid of, get the rid of it faster. Yeah.
2: And so the surface area after you remove is okay to tattoo over again yep. if they would like
1: that. Yeah, we just leave it, you know, at least for 12 weeks is usually what I say. Um, yeah. Some people are a little bit different, but if you leave it 12 weeks, then the artist can do a cover-up and the, the epidermis and dermis layer are perfectly intact.
0: I mentioned being a guinea pig for him before. So what I did is I had my last name tatted on me one year, like when I was like 19. Uh, the garage tattoo. And um, it, it was ugly. And so he hit it up. I think it was just one session. He hit it up to lighten it up a little bit, and so I went back to the actual tattoo artist, and he cleaned it up, and it was fine. Like, um, it they don't like I didn't like scab up or scar up anything like that. I just feel like little rubber like a rubber band snapping your skin, yeah. and then uh, homie was able to tattoo over it with no issues.
1: And the more time you leave between the treatments, the better. That's what people don't get. They want to get it done right away, right away, back forth. You know, if you don't give the time to heal, you can leave it for six weeks, ten weeks. Doesn't matter. It's going to continue fading. Right now on my shoulder, I have one treatment on each side. And this was done with a Pico laser. This was done with q Q-series laser. And this one's about 90% gone with just one treatment. This is about 85% gone. And I've left them for about five and a half years just to do an experiment on myself to see how much ink is actually affected in one single treatment. Mm-hmm. And then how much health and exercise play into that and so yeah just did a little experiment myself so anybody who's getting tattoo removal they find it too expensive just put more time between the treatments and if you don't have the you know i want it off in a year or i want it if in a couple months you know um if you're not too eager to do it just leave the time you'll you get off in two or three treatments if you put enough time between them
2: you mentioned cost how does cost kind of break down on something like this for some of the viewers that might be interested
1: yeah so i'm trying to change the industry in the way we do that because right now it's by size you okay. know you get size of the tattoo. It's subjective. It's confusing. You got to send a photo in, you got to come in for the consultation. And so those prices can vary depending on locations. and it can be very confusing for a client. Um, and so pricing by size is one way, but I'm finding it's really better to do flat fee pricing. And we're trying to get the industry to say, Hey, this is a flat fee, 200, 250 bucks. doesn't matter the size of the tattoo, because at the end of the day, we can't do a full, we shouldn't be doing a full chest piece. We should do one side, wait four weeks, do this side, then this has eight weeks to heal to yeah. go back and forth. So if you just said 200 200 $200, you are getting multiple clients in that one person. You're creating a really healthy lymphatic system and making it really affordable. Anybody can put $200, most people can put $200 on their credit card, and, you know, it'd be okay. It's not going to affect their life. But when you're paying seven, dollars $800 for a treatment, you might not have it that month. Mm-hmm. And you're waiting eight to 12 weeks between treatments. A lot of life happens there. So we try to make it affordable and, you know, just trying to simplify that process.
0: Sweet, man. So it sounds like you guys are obviously it, it, it's been it's been how it is since forever. Right. You guys are innovators in the game. You guys are trying to uh, try to change the game a little bit, make it more um, affordable, uh, give more people access. We're talking about access to these camps. Right. Yep. Give pe- people more access. Um there, there may be tons of people out there that want to have something removed or, you know, want to just inquire about it. Right. But they're intimidated by the fact that they can't afford it or they think they can't afford it so that's dope to hear that you guys are trying to Yep, try a lot of misinformation
1: out there too so do your homework
0: for sure um now if someone wanted to get in the field yeah and do what you do um how do they do that
1: yeah so first it comes down to state regulations you know every state has a certain regulation so there's places that even if I'm teaching in California, I'm not even allowed to touch the laser. So it's doctors only, nurses only. There are states where non medical professionals can practice. And so, um, that's the first thing. So just checking your state regulations, making sure you're able to do that. Um, Colorado has a gray law. So non-medical professionals can practice. Um, they do have to have a medical director and we provide and help people get medical directors all the time in those States. New York is pretty much wide open. Uh, Canada is all wide open. So, um, but main places that you really want to stay away from if you're a non-medical professional, because it's just not allowed is California, Ohio, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Georgia um and then other places have just uh vegas just changed too so well, the industry is pretty much nationwide
0: though right like there's
1: i mean this is something
0: that most every state has oh yeah some man. sort of situation I mean, in their
1: in their town back in the day i would go to only big states are big you know that'd be miami or new york or something like that now i'm going to all the little places outside of it and it's not just one. I mean, there's like 13 places in Colorado now that do tattoo removal. So, and they're all using different equipment. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where I don't think you're going to run out of people with bad tattoos. Yeah. Uh, they just, they, it's just not possible. Again, like,
0: as long as there's liquor, the people are going to make bad decisions. Liquor and love, man. Liquor, liquor, liquor and love.
1: love. Ah, <laughs> uh, them two L's. Liquor, love, and ink.
2: Have you uh, ever removed any tattoos that you can speak of off anybody famous?
1: Um, uh, that I can speak of. No, most people like to keep it pretty private. Um, one of our clinics in New York that I work with, um, they did a lot of guys off the Jets. They did a lot of guys from the Knicks. Um, Damon John, not an athlete. He came to one of our facilities out there. So from the Shark Tank guys, yeah. um, yeah, no, the, I mean, there's a couple hockey players and stuff, but no one's super, super famous where I'm like, you know, yeah, yeah. Fanboying would, out. Yeah. I would have definitely put that on the gram. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's what's up, man. Um, some real some real heavy hitter right here in the game, dude. Let's say that. Because real heavy hitter. Try. You know else, man? Big shout out to Icon Boxing because there are going to be some other heavy hitters. Yeah. Going down May 28th. Icon, Icon Boxing proudly brings you Settle Miedo. A sh- 2000, uh, 2023 show for the bouts. Let me get me right real quick. Um, it's going down, like I said, May 28th at Icon Sales. Coach Dom and I, we're going to have the, uh, the play-by-play live streaming on our YouTube channel, so make sure you're subscribing to the YouTube, ch- YouTube channel. Um, over 29 fights, Mario said the other day. Uh, they're going to have an appearance from Floyd Cashflow-Diaz, who is uh, like Floyd Mayweather's little protege um so you have a professional in attendance and uh, it's gonna be a great night of fights man like i said 28 fights it starts at noon uh I imagine it's gonna be going on um you know on through early evening um make sure you subscribe to our youtube channel make sure you you're, you're following it following us on instagram facebook all that good stuff so we can get you guys set up with the right link you guys can tune in and watch these fights because it's going to be a blast man i can't wait to do this event um this is kind of a path that we've been trying to push uh, with some of the stuff we do with DNA, our DNA media side, so I'm super excited to see what this can possibly uh, snowball into. You know, look out for Coach Al and Coach Dom calling your games on us on a Saturday. Or Friday evening, <laughs>
2: nice one. yeah, man. Make sure you hit us up too. You could get tickets from us, or you could get tickets at the door, but they're going quick, so make sure you get your tickets fast if you want to be in the building. But like Coach Al said, if you're not in the building, don't worry because it will be on YouTube live. for If you.
0: if you're on the live right now, you're seeing that poster, and uh, that's a dope poster, um, dope poster by by Mario that he put together. Um, man, we're again going back. We were there on on last week on Thursday. And seeing these young people just put that work in, man, like, it, it, yo, that inspired me a little bit. These Little Project X, that boy's yeah. got hands. MCF, yeah. that boy's got hands. Like, these kids are, uh, yo, the, the just they're, the way they worked around the ring um, during their sparring sessions, I got to get in there and just get that camera up close and personal, and man.
2: I was hoping one of them accidentally caught you one time just –
0: i know you noticed how good i was on my feet hey i was not i know you noticed that i, was like, I just want you to know that like hey toes. hey hey i got them feet. man listen i was an offensive lineman there's a reason why as an offensive lineman coach i coach footwork and hand placement right yeah because hey if you got good footwork Preach. you you're dealing with these fast defensive ends that like to get around the end you're able to, you're able to stop them a little bit man um and that's that's what i take pride in um that's what i coach so yeah, flipping on flipping the script. My cousins here. We got to watch the Nugs game on Thursday. Yes, yes. I yo. I had to leave Mario's and had to get to the house, man. I forgot that that they were coming over for the game. But yo, Nuggs up 3-0, man.
2: Yeah. Hey, and you know what? I'm gonna be real. I didn't think they were gonna take this game. You know, I thought it was the first game back in LA. I thought they were gonna be hype, ready to come out and, and get their victory. But we got it done, bro. We closed it out. So Shout-out to them, 3-0, looking to close out this series.
0: Well, Nuggs are up 3-0. Game just went final in Miami. Miami's up 3-0. Jeez. Whoa. They just beat Boston 128-102. Man, I was
1: hoping that would go 7. I want that to go 7. Whoever we play, I don't care. I just want them to be tired when they meet the Nuggets.
0: So, uh, let me let me get to that, because it was one of the questions I would written down for this conversation. Are you concerned if the Nuggets sweep uh, the Lakers? Like I want to sweep them, just because we haven't swept a team ever. And how sweet it would it be to go, go to ahead say and the sweep? S
1: word, man, I'm, I'm afraid to say the S word, but I want it back. What shit? Sweep. Oh, oh, sorry. I don't want to no, jinx it. I don't want to jinx it.
2: I'm not afraid of it. Why well, would be afraid of
0: it? Well, I just ask because, like,
2: you don't want that rest. the
0: The, the, the finals aren't starting to June first, regardless. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So I guess with Miami being up three zero as well, I don't. I'm not. Stressing it as much, especially if they can close out, because I don't think Boston's going home to play again. I think, the, I think the Miami series is getting done in Miami. And it was crazy to see today, before the game, that Boston was still a favorite to win the series, even being down
2: 2-0. So you think Miami's more likely to sweep Boston than Nuggets?
0: <laughs> no, no. The only reason why I was cu- concerned is because I thought that series might go a little bit longer, um, even though what I just said, like I don't expect Boston to get back home. Um, but even if that series went a little bit longer, like, the Lakers are done. Like, I, I they, they look done. Like LeBron they, is done. Yeah. LeBron's definitely done. Th- this season, they Those look done. Those ankles ain't holding up. No. And, no. And, and, and so, yesterday, I mean, yesterday was a prime example, man. That's a game the Nuggets usually lose, right? The the
1: referees the are blowing the whistle. So, no, they're not. And, and, and they that's, had the rest in the beginning, uh, the first round of the playoffs. They yep. had that big rest before they even had a game. And that didn't really affect them. They no, and then they and they, they
0: finished that game that first series in five, and that didn't affect them. And yep. I don't think that I don't think I'm not too concerned about it. To be honest with you, if they do complete the sweep, I think we can use some rest. You know, definitely. Um, and, and the way and what makes me least concerned about it is the way they approached, um, the play in break that they had during the play in tournament, right. and then the break they had after beating Minnesota. Like right. they had a a small break. You know, it is, they're a better team when they have time to study, I think. I think so. And 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 with it now being 3 0, 3 0 in both series, like even if Boston wins a couple games and sends it to game six, right? The Nuggets can almost assure themselves that they're gonna be studying Miami. Oh yeah. They're gonna oh, be yeah. you know, and Eric Spolster, we've talked about this yesterday, we talked about it earlier. Eric Spolster is a, a damn good coach. And so if he has less time to study the Nugs then right. than Mike Malone, yep. that should work in our favor a little bit. Um, I, I I respect the shit out of Miami though,
1: but who who on our team is gonna shut down Jimmy Butler? That's what's up. Like, who do we have to stop Jimmy Butler? Because he's gonna go out Jokic hard every single time. I mean, and it's, maybe I'm putting the cart before the horse, you know, because I'm not just, there yet. I'll just say
0: we put Ag on him.
1: Yeah. You know, we put Ag. Someone's gonna need to absorb some fouls or something. Yeah, because yeah. You can't PGA. get a joker. And, yeah. yeah, wow. Pj. Yeah.
0: Well, look, you could throw Ag out there. You could throw Christian Braun on him. Get some fouls and get rough him up a little bit. You know, you could throw KCP
1: on him a little bit. I think KCP. You yeah, know, I think, I think, I think KCP and in.
0: Aaron Gordon right there are the two. Yeah. You know, and uh, you mentioned it with the dog and KCP. Them brown, shots he hit. Yes. Brown. Them shots he hit in game brown three. Brown and Brown. Brown. They're both brown, brown. Brown. They're the brown brothers. Browns? Yeah.
1: Do we have it. Three yeah, guys? we caught that brown from the Lakers in that trade at the end of the season. His, I thought his name was Bryant. Is it Bryant? We got it's at least Bryant. Two Bryant. Bryant. You're right. It is Bryant. You're we right. got You're two right. browns, right? Two browns,
0: and we got it, and a green. We got we two browns did. and a green. Two browns and a green. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like we're rolling a blunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: hey, uh, do we have the best bench left in the playoffs? I feel. I personally feel like we That's do, man. I think. I think our bench is why we are where we're at right now, honestly. I think, obviously, Jokic plays phenomenal all the time. You know, he's been killing it with all his triple-doubles. Murray's been lights out this playoffs. It's like we got Bubble Murray back.
0: Mm-hmm. But oh, that's our, playoff Murray now, but boy. Our, but
2: our bench, bro, is is really, really came out and played some ball. I think in the games that we've lost, have probably been their most down games. But other than that, we're balling off the bench.
1: So those non-Jokic minutes... Like, they were worried about that stuff. Yeah. And that's saved us the last game. When he was on the bench, we came back. Exactly. Twice, I think, that happened in that game. Bro, Gabe
0: um, Vincent went off for 29 points tonight. You know how many Jimmy Butler had? In a 128 to 102 victory. I didn't see. What's up? 16. There you go. They had 22 off the bench from Robinson, 18 off the bench from Martin. But they played for adjusting me, well. Dude, they played, what, uh, 12 people? 11 people in this game? You know, um, they got a deep bench, too. <clears throat> they do. I but just, the thing that's – I'm biased. The thing I worry about a little bit is them, if Miami makes it into the finals, they may have um, Tyler Hero be able to come back mm-hmm. off of his hand injury. Um, that just gives them another option. They're clicking. We're clicking, though. Yeah. We're, year. we're really clicking. I'm excited to see what the Nugs are doing. Um, that game yesterday with Jamal throwing, going 30 in the first half, and then you know Insane. he what they 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 started guarding him differently, nope. and so KCP, Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter, they start hitting shots. Uh, you know Bruce Brown, like that dude got a player option for next year. We just need to go ahead and pay him. Yeah, yeah. pay the but, man. And I know it's hard. We're gonna you know we're eventually gonna come up against that cap, but that dude that dude is that guy.
1: I think you pay it, man. You pay
0: yeah, it. yeah. We'll figure it out, right? Trade somebody away, get rid of somebody else, but. um, who? I guess it's kind of moot asking this, but who would you rather have seen, Boston or Miami? Boston, they soft. That, and their coach, their coach is being is a rookie like out coach like crazy right now. <sighs> See, yeah.
2: I mean, going into the playoffs, I'd probably said Miami, obviously.
0: Um, going into this series or into the going playoffs, into the playoffs. When playoffs just like playing from
2: the East, people. I didn't want to see the Celtics. Like I thought the Celtics were the team to beat in the East besides the Bucs, you know, and when once Giannis went down, I thought the Celtics were that team. Um but the way the Heat are playing right now, it's one of those scary instances, right? It's one of those teams that catches fire and you gotta you gotta worry about that kind of a team. So I think honestly, I think we're on a one way path for the nugget and the heats to just go at it and it's gonna be a great finals. I think, you know, it might go seven. Um, but it's gonna be
1: it's gonna be a shot. I think Jimmy though wants that revenge because that bubble loss to the yeah. Lakers. He's got there, he was so close and now he's gonna do it again. He's gonna be it just a nightmare. What's
0: wild dude is looking at this box score for this game tonight with between Boston and Miami. Jason Tatum, who's been non existent in the series, fourteen points. Um, Jalen Brown, who's supposed to be their second best player. Yeah. Twelve points. Michael Brogdon, who I think did he win sixth man of the year this year? Like he was in the running for sixth man of the year, zero points. Jeez. Like they had Brown and Tatum were the only two starters in double digits. Everyone else couldn't break double digits. Wow. Like that team seems like almost like a team that's quit. Yeah. You know, and I and I wonder if the coach has lost them, you know. Um it, it, it. They had a weird year, you know. They had a weird year. They're definitely starting to see, um, you know, the problem with their coaching is starting to become evident right here, dude. And I, it makes me wonder because Joe Mizzoula signed was the interim, and then they signed him as, like, full-term coach, like, what, in
1: January or December. And it makes me wonder if, if you know. They haven't grown. They so. haven't really grown. No. You know, like, if you bring in a new coach, you want to see an improvement. But yeah. They've kind of just been the same team. Yep. Yeah. I don't know what he's bringing to the table, man, but We'll see, man. Those hey. Boston fans, they they they're, they're not nice up there, man. I used to live in Boston and man, they're going to they're going to be screaming from the rooftops.
0: I'm looking forward to a Nuggets Heat series. We'll have the home court advantage. Yes, and yes. you know, you mentioned not getting the cart in front of the horse, but goddamn, I'm riding down the mountain with my horse and we're watching the cart <laughs> go in front of us, dude. Um I'm I'm excited to have the 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 NBA finals come to Denver, oh, and man. if these tickets weren't Holy so inflated, We're I'd be there.
2: Like, <sighs> oh, we man. still probably got to make it. I think got to try. I,
1: <sighs> I'll go to a watch party. Yeah, <laughs> the watch parties are dope, though. Yeah, my buddy was at one last night. So it was so fun. He's like, it was like being at the game. Yeah, so.
0: they get going, dude. They get going pretty wild. I, I seen a seen them last year for
1: the Avalanche. We had a, I live in Toronto, and so when the Raptors were going, we had Jurassic Park, and that was crazy, man. They had Drake down there and stuff, and people were just watching the games outside the stadium while they were going on inside the stadium, and it was a party out there, man. Hopefully, Denver might do something like that for the people. See, that's People,
0: I would go do that. Yeah. They did something like that for the at the Tivoli, didn't they, for the Avalanche? I believe yeah, they I had, uh, I had a little watch no, party nice. like that here for the Avalanche, too, so I'm sure they'll do something like that, actually, now that I'm thinking
1: about it. I mean, that was just as fun. Yeah, I mean, dude, no, technology
0: it was, it was nowadays with the TVs, bro. Like, you get better view than you do it in the seats. You and know you what I find going on. when I'm at Pepsi Center or Ball Arena now, <laughs> I, I end up finding myself watching the the monitor. Trenton. Yeah, because it's such a it's such a, cre- a clear image. Like, it's right there in front of your face. Like,
1: yeah, I'm usually behind the basket if I get close enough, and I can't see what's going on on the other side of the court. So, That's
2: you know, it's also going to be key if we see Miami is is who controls the boards more. Because I think both teams right now is kind of why they're leading their series yeah. as well is because we're crashing the boards on the Lakers, and same with Miami.
0: Yeah, I think I think yes yesterday, the first half of yesterday's game was the first time um, the Nuggets had been out-rebounded by LA in the series. And that was big because yeah. um, Anthony Davis came into the series as the leading rebounder in, in the playoffs. And it just... We've been dogs on that on that glass, dude. And, have and to. You, yeah, you, you yeah. got you can't limit you can't let good teams have second hand, second chance no, points. Not, especially that team when they have that no. length. <laughs> yeah, especially them them guys that can shoot from the perimeter. Uh Reeves has been killing it. He's probably the second best player in the in, in the series so far man. for the Lakers. Hey, they
1: better sign that man too, man. That yeah,
0: undrafted free agent. I second hate that year. kid,
1: but I got mad respect for him. Yeah. Like,
0: like, dude, he can shoot. He can shoot. He's a game. I don't know where everyone else went. But yo, you up that kid for sure. Yeah. You know, you keep D'Angelo William, uh D'Angelo Williams out there for for the uh or D'Angelo Russell. Russell excuse me. like Russell Williams. Like, yeah. You keep that boy out there for the for the series for the Nuggets. I love that, that man. We'll, we'll take it. Yeah. Every time he shoots yeah. the ball, I'm like, thank you. I love his defense.
1: Oh yeah. So That's Jeff Van Gundy,
0: that. out here on the radio, out here, Jeff Van Gundy was on talking to to them about the Nuggets, and this was after he came to and um he was hating on on Bruce Brown because Bruce Brown was talking shit. Yeah. Talking about how yeah, our our plan for for uh, for D'Angelo is just to to attack him. He can't he can't play very good defense. He tries, but he can't play very good defense. And Van Gundy was hating. He's, he's talking out of pocket, and then you hear it on these broadcasts. You hear it in these commentators, you know, it, it's almost as if they're disappointed that the Nuggets are are winning or that the Lakers are losing, and they just have this, um, I don't know, this attitude about themselves. Like,
1: you know, it's a disappointment to them to see the Nuggets. At the doing beginning what of doing. the game, Ben Grundy said, the Denver's lucky to be, they struck gold, and they're lucky to be where they're at before the game started."
0: It's like, nah, bro, that's hard work.
1: <laughs> They've been number one all year.
2: That's why they're going to have to take their respect because no one's giving it. You know what I mean? So that's what this is about. Mm -hmm. They didn't want to give Jokic his MVP, and now he's out for blood, bro. And the team got his back, and we got that chip on our shoulder. And that's what they're playing with. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what's dangerous, too, and that's what's exciting because Miami's playing with that same chip. So it's like who wants it who's got
1: the bigger chip yeah (laughs) like who wants it more bro i think we have more weapons in that bench i do too you know too
0: oh yeah and to answer your question earlier dude the nuggets definitely have the deepest bench the deepest team um and are you know I, i won't even say arguably they have the best team remaining but nothing no championships ever been won on paper so we're going to have to go out there and make it happen. We, I say we, <laughs> we're going to have to go out there and
1: make it happen. It's a lot and of traveling too, man. We talked about the, the Raiders yeah. game, you know, Denver it's, to Miami. It's
0: a 2-3-2, two, two, right? In the NBA?
1: Uh, yeah. I think yeah. the finals yep. are a 2-3-2. So, yeah.
0: you know, it's it's going to be uber important to hold home court. Yeah, because you don't want to go back to Miami split, and again we're assuming it's going to be Miami. You don't want to go back to Miami split like Four home games. For hey, and, game and yeah,
2: one. and listen, Miami right now in the playoffs is five and zero oh on at home. So what? The Lakers we're, were seven, and we're eight and zero. Oh.
0: That's right. So the Lakers were seven and zero oh until last night.
2: We're both too great. Home teams, you know what I mean. So we're gonna have to make sure we do that, but we're also gonna have to go to Miami if that's who we play. And still one there, still two there, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean distractions in Miami too. Yeah, (laughs)
2: South
0: Beach, baby. Going to Miami. If I was Miami, I'd be sending um, um, young ladies to them to them (laughs) to them boys' room all night long. I would try to have some. uh, I try to have some Colorado Avalanche situation come up with Nashushkin, you know. I have to try to have that with, like, maybe Jamal Murray or Jokic, you know. Try to send some kind of Russian,
1: Russian woman so up there. So, uh, when I was younger, I worked at the Brown Palace Hotel. And uh, when Denver played Seattle, and this is a story. I wasn't there for it or anything like that. But the story at the hotel was that when Seattle was there, that people were sending girls, they were sending alcohol, all this stuff. <laughs> and so, when they lost that game, when they were here, they told everybody they got food poisoning and stuff and everybody at the Brown Palace was like, nah, they were partying all night long. They didn't they didn't take the nuggets seriously. Um, and that's how they end up losing that game, from what I hear. Yeah. And you're talking
0: about game game five of the
1: of the first yeah, round when yeah. the nuggets the became Mutombo. the first the first <laughs> eight seed.
0: Yeah. To advance out of the first round. Yep. Back when it was a five game series, man. I remember that 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 was the iconic image of my childhood. Yep. That's when
1: I like really
0: started loving them, man. So I, I thought we were gonna to be good the and game. then we turned into the late nineties Nuggets until Carmelo came through and and changed yeah, and changed the culture around there.
1: I thought we were gonna have a long break again, you know, of just not winning because I didn't you know, we had Nurkic He was really good for a while there, and I have no idea where the Joker came from. Well, they were both
0: drafted in that same draft, too. Like, Nurkic was our first-round pick, and Jokic was our second-round pick. They must have seen something
1: in the practice, and they were just like –
0: Yeah, and enough to be like, hey, uh, we're going to send you to Portland. Which is a freaking team within yep. our own division. We yep. don't care if we see you again, and sucks for Nurkic because he got hurt. He we broke, well, he broke his leg. Or yeah, it's, he's it's, had a couple injuries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it just as it hasn't hasn't panned out. But man, we had we had twin towers. What was the other guy?
1: There was Nurkic and uh, there was another big center we had. They were they were doing it together, and then Joker just came in. So I don't know. They I just remember I just
0: remember Nurkic and Jokic. Yeah, I just remember because I couldn't say their names. Can
2: you imagine all the scouts that passed up on Jokic? Because right, when you look at it, yeah. well, you're like,
0: that dude ain't yeah. the
2: dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or even when you watch him dribble up the court, you're like, this dude's, what's he doing in the NBA? Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's.
0: That's my favorite meme on the internet, dude. It's like the the picture of like 12-year-old Jokic. Chubby. Yeah, Chubby, Chubby, Chubby Jokic is well, like. looks like DJ. There's, there's yeah. one actor I have He's wearing
1: off. an old Nuggets shirt. Like, really? Yeah, it's the Denver, old Denver Nuggets logo and he's like maybe like five, and wow. they were like it was destined to be. A... Oh, that's my wife always tells me she's like when I was gonna buy a Jokic jersey, she's like, "Why do you want that guy's jersey? He don't even look like he can play." I was like, "Just watch, just watch. Yeah. dude." You know, it's crazy to wonder
0: how many people he just marked on the basketball court who had that same thought when he was. You know uh, who the fuck is this guy? This guy sure. can't do nothing to me i'm I'm way better than him, and the next thing you know he drops a quiet triple w on you triple double on you, and you're just looking foolish yeah uh dude, the shots he makes um you know the shots that he attempts and has the balls to attempt like and make them it, it's just phenomenal to me man
1: um i i you know he's the best nugget ever. And he's efficient, man. So efficient with his movements, like he's an assassin. Everything is calculated and touch, and you can't teach that man. Even
0: That's on his quiet games, man. Yesterday he had, you know, arguably his quietest game of the playoffs. He still got he still got to his what 23, 24. Mm-hmm. He still had eight rebounds, you know, six assists. You know, uh the, the game two, quietest triple double I've ever seen. Like I, I, he, I thought he wasn't playing that, that was well, and they're it. like, he's got a triple double. I'm like, Jesus, for real? Um, he's almost averaging a triple double on this series. Yep. Like he, he, the dude is just—it's time for him to get his due, and I'm—I'm I'm happy to start seeing some of these talking heads actually start to pay him some respect because it's mm-hmm. long overdue, man. Uh, yeah, man. The dude is great. I enjoy seeing greatness. It's cool to have. Small him here. part
1: of me wanted to see that Seventy Sixers Embiid Joker <laughs> yes. Finals. Yeah, I we talked like, about that a little that, bit. Man, yeah.
0: But, of course, Embiid couldn't. Uh, I mean, you can't win <laughs> Embiid alone. Embiid. You can't win by yourself. You can't just win no. with, with Embiid and uh, and James Harden. We need other players to step up. <laughs> just to hear him say that shit, man, that's something that Jokic would never say. No. You know, Jokic would never a say that. Years. He would say, hey, I got to get better. Oh, yeah, you
1: know? look, even when he has a great game, he champions Murray. Yeah. Even when Murray maybe yeah. not had the greatest game. He calls him the best player out there, man. Like, you know, he's just humble and hungry, man. Bro, I listen to the radio a lot. I listen to it a lot, um, especially like I like
0: listening to the games more. Yeah, and um, you know they'll play they'll play the 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 um, press conferences you know, afterwards, and to hear Murray talk about, you know, yeah, you know, they're like, oh, what, how does it? How do you? How are you able to take over a game? So, and he's like, well, we got good players over here. Mm-hmm. Like, it's never about me. It's about the we. And dude, that's why I feel like the Nuggets. Just to put a little Tylo bow on this thing, that's why I feel the Nuggets are going to win the championship this year. Because it, it, whenever the collective we is greater than the than me, mm-hmm. that's the recipe for success, dude. And, that, and they they found that. And I was telling you this the other day or yesterday, Lorenzo. Um, they were talking to KCP and. They were asking him, like, when did you guys know you could be champions? And he's like, back in training camp. Because yep. I've seen the work we put in, and I've seen that guys are willing to put in the dirty work um, and, and and not worry about themselves. When you got Michael Porter Jr. talking about, hey, you know what? Some guys don't finish the game. They'll start them, but they don't finish them. Someone else has to come in and finish them, and we're all okay with that. It's Dude, not a
1: fake humble either. You no, see teams, like, fake no. that sometimes. Like, no, we're a we're team, and, no. you know, we'll give their props to their guys, but it, this is not fake. This no. is... It's absolutely genuine. It's exciting, dude. Yeah. It's exciting.
2: And bringing in guys like KCP really, really helped the Nuggets yep. out, man. Cause again, yep. our bench, bro, and the guys that come off the bench and
0: Bruce Brown. Just our role players yep. are just
2: ridiculous.
0: Yep. It's exciting, man. Um Go Nugs. Go Nugs. Tomorrow night, are we closing it out? Ah, uh, so <laughs> Oh, gee, don't choke on the words now. Excuse me. I know you said six, but.
2: Yeah, but now I feel like we got to get it done before six. Gotcha. Right, because if we get to the six points, to game six, that means they win a game. Win two. To get to there, right? Yeah. And that might be a little too much momentum. We don't want to give them no momentum. Let's just end it right now. Let's Let's end it, man. I want to do it
1: on the Lakers court. I want those fans to cry in those really expensive seats. (laughs) I want LeBron (laughs) just not even talking to the media. I want AD throwing a tantrum. Yes, and maybe you know preach push a kid on the way out that way. Yeah. No. <laughs> he needs to bet his unibrow on it.
0: Yeah. I would agree. I want to
1: finish it, and I think we
0: do finish it. I think the focus that the Nuggets are coming with um, after seeing them game two and after seeing them in game three, I think um, they're they're on a whole other level right now. Their focus is a whole other way. So,
2: who's the star player of the game? What tomorrow? Yeah, we close it out. Who's the star Joker.
0: Joker. He's going triple-double tomorrow again. He's going – he'll probably have like, you know, maybe the last, you know, last assist will come on just, uh, you know, the last garbage time bucket they get before they have to swap them guys out. But I'd like to go double digits win and uh, Joker going
1: with the triple-dub. We talked about it earlier, man. I, I need A.G. to have a big game. Yeah. I, I want him to be the player of the game. There you go. But Jokers, I'm betting on him because it's always a safe bet.
0: Yeah. Well, I no, mean, that's
1: hey, That last assist is going to be
0: the A.G. in a little corner three, put the Nuggets up by 13, probably like a minute and a half left, and at that point the Lakers going to realize it's done. Yep. It's going to be done.
2: See, I think I think you're both right. I think Jokic is going to have a phenomenal game, right? It's probably going to be the main reason. But I think MPJ is also going to play a big part, a big, big part. I think he's going to be on fire, kind of. He's going to be shooting. Yeah. Because we know he's he's our shooter, right? He likes to shoot. I think he's going to be on tomorrow. And I also think defensively he's coming to play. So I think. Watch out for MPJ tomorrow. And I won't you be
0: shocked if it's Murray. I was just going like, <laughs> to won't be shocked if it's Murray. Hey, I was just going to say, like, we all neglected to mention Murray. And I all, was he, and all he's doing is averaging, what, 34, 35
1: points in the series.
2: Hey, but remember, <laughs> I did say he was going to be the leading yeah. scorer of the series,
1: yeah. too. Yeah. So I'm not I mean, counting him out. He's doing that every day, so it's not like it's going to yeah. be, you know. But someone has to have a breakout performance with that effort that he's going to put in. It's fun, man. It's it's just exciting that we could talk about it like
0: this. Yeah, man. I'm happy we can this do this close. And hey, I want to get that first sweep in Nuggets history. And what better way to do it is to sweep the Lakers out of the Western Conference Finals yes, and yes. get to our first NBA Finals.
1: It's dude. gonna go
2: crazy here. I right.
1: want to hear that team get booed out of the stadium so bad, <laughs> so bad. All right. Here we go. Our least
0: favorite part of the segment. No, I'm just <laughs> but uh, yo, being that our guest is a giant Raiders fan, Raiders. and being that my brother over here is a giant Raiders fan, hey, you better stop What's that up? shit, or I'll have to move you guys. Raiders. Yeah, I got the controls. <laughs> but being that these boys are giant Raiders fans, man, I thought it'd be cool to to piss all the Bronco fans off locally and talk Raiders on this segment. So.
1: Um, I still accept Bronco fans if they want to come to my course or have treatments done. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want – it's a big audience right there. Would Michael Jordan wanna. say
0: Republicans wear shoes too? <laughs> Bronco
1: fans need those Bronco tattoo removed too. Removed, yeah. They got to get that Super Bowl tattoo removed off of them. I've done a couple of those. Have you yeah, done some yep, of those? Yep, the pre-Super Bowl tattoo. Oh, yeah. dude. I did the Eagles one, and I did a Giants one.
0: That's like uh, that's like getting your, your significant other tattooed on you, man. It's just a recipe for disaster. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm all about the jinx, man. I don't want to jinx my teams. I would never do that. That's one belief I have.
0: And it's funny, Isala, like, Isala don't really care. I don't think she thinks just, you know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not a big proponent of like the spousal tattoo. Mm. Like, I feel like we already got, if you already got that ink on the paper, you won't need that ink on your arm. You right. know what I mean? But I, I just always like, I'm not superstitious. But yeah. I'm
1: superstitious when it comes to that shit. There's tattoo artists that won't do it. Yeah, They'll just, they just—they won't do it, man. Nah, man, we ain't gonna let y'all break up. But anyway, we can get back get matching to, Raider tattoos. Back, to
0: <laughs> <laughs> hers and hers. Crystal. No. <laughs> uh, speaking of the Raiders, though, man, you ready for this? Uh, you know, obviously, I'm just gonna jump to the part that I care about the most. Uh, you guys ready for this Miami Dolphin Raider uh, meetup in November or what? Yeah, it's just another yeah, game. Just another game, game man. Yeah. It's I mean, a, I it obviously. doesn't have
1: any like real benefit you know besides just the dolphins yeah man
0: listen no, you, you guys got a squad this year though, man. you guys got some guys hold on there. a second what do you mean it doesn't have no benefit you know football really starts in november come on larry zonka right you know oh, okay okay <laughs> let's go then but you know football really starts in november that's when that's when you know by that point you know the raiders are usually like Outside the playoffs, looking in, oh, go, <laughs> so maybe y'all don't know that real there football go, starts man. in November. But nah, for real though, like the, the 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 games start meaning a little bit more as as the season goes on. And to see them playing in November, man, I'm kind of excited. Also because you know who knows, man, like the, the Raiders can be playing for that that division title. You know, be in contention for a, a playoff spot at that point. Yeah. And the Miami Dolphins, they might be pl- they might be fighting for that same wild card spot. You know, nothing's given in the NFL when you have the teams that you have in the AFC West and the teams that you have in the NFC or the AFC East. You know, obviously with Aaron Rodgers coming to the Jets, um, you've got, you know, the Buffalo Bills who are perennially good. You know, those
1: divisions are hard. Yeah. Yeah, So you never
0: know what's going to happen. Yeah. Like I can see I can paint scenarios where I can easily see the Raiders if not winning the west taking second and getting that last wild card spot and i can say the same thing about the dolphins in the east like anything happens with the nfl it it's it's never nothing's ever guaranteed so you know i think them two meeting up in november it could be you know week what i think is week 10 that they meet it could be a playoff spot on the line and we don't even know it at that point
2: yeah, or they could both be in the hunt and someone's getting knocked out at that point. So, you're yeah. hey, right. That is an important time of the year. But
0: Or we could talk about the disappointment that we can both be uh, vying for that number one pick. <laughs> I mean, really, that's a, that's
2: a tough stretch for us, to be honest. November yeah. is a tough, 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 tough month. Yeah. Um, we got the Giants, the Jets, the Dolphins, and then the Chiefs. So, you know. Those games, are We're gonna going to find own. out. It's, it's gonna. And those it's gonna games be don't exciting. mean nothing
1: right now, though, unless we do the stuff that we need to do in the offseason. Right. signing certain guys. We need to get those guys going. See what Jimmy's gonna do. You know, like. Well, since, you, since y'all bring up Jimmy, is is Jimmy gonna start and finish the
0: season as a starting quarterback? I think so. You think so.
1: Yeah, I think so, man. I mean, it just all depends. You know. So, how do you
0: feel about him with, with uh, linking up with McDaniel's?
2: Um, you know, I think Jimmy is probably. One of the better quarterbacks in McDaniel systems since ever. Period. Really, um, besides Brady, obviously, um, but I think. You know, I think he has two guys that he's familiar with. You know, we got Hoyer, which no one wants to see that scenario play out. No. but if We Jim- know what that looks like. But what I'm saying is, like, if Jimmy G does go down due to injury because he has history of injury, you got a guy who can plug in right away in Hoyer and still know the playbook and be familiar with it and can manage games, right?
0: Understand the system. That's very important. It is
2: very, very important. But I do think Jimmy G is going to be healthy. I think because you got receivers, bro. He's going to get that ball out quickly.
0: So you don't uh, see
1: a scenario where he struggles. No, he gets a plug. No, not with the no. not with the person he can throw the ball to, like Da man. Like, come on, like, yeah, you don't fail with that kind of receiver out there. I mean, I watched Jimmy. I mean, I watched uh, Derek Harfield last year with that receiver out there. Uh, Derek Harfield
0: and right Waller.
2: D- different though, bro. I think the. I mean, they're slightly the same, but Jimmy G is a better game manager. In my opinion, I think he's better at the short and intermediate passes, too. You know, Derek Carr has more of a big arm. He's going to try to go for that, what the Raiders love, right? We want to beat you deep. And Jimmy G is going to nickel and dime you, bro. And that's exactly what Devontae is going to do. He also has Hunter Renfro. Thurman Renfro, like, you know, we're going to inflict damage, I think, because Jimmy G is probably one of the better fits for our offensive scheme.
0: That's true. I mean, I think you kind of mentioned it a little bit a little bit ago, but I think Jimmy G does what McDaniel's wants him to do, yeah. and that'll be that'll be a big improvement there if he can stay healthy. He definitely has an opportunity to be the
1: second or third best quarterback in that division, probably more long third. Um, I'm just worried about McDaniel's. That's all. I'm not worried about any of the players that we have. I'm worried about the coach. So
0: here's another question. Then I mean. If the Raiders struggle early, do you see a scenario where they pull the plug on McDaniels? No. I don't think they can.
2: I think I think uh Ziegler and McDaniels have two more years.
0: Two more years. I do. So you think
1: they I think
2: a... I think Mark Davis is all in on them. Honestly, I think he believes in them. I think
1: he can't let them fail. Is that because and the Raiders are going to be like I made another bad decision on a coach? Yeah. Is it because and... the Raiders are cash strapped and they Are we no, I mean,
0: there was rumors are. that what that uh, Tom Brady's trying to buy in. I heard. Yeah.
2: I don't what don't do like you guys it. think about that? I don't like it. No? I mean, I would rather him play for us, but for him to come back and, and own a part of us after, like, the tuck rule, bro, I don't know how I <laughs> feel about that. I think show. he already like, owns
1: y'all, though. He does, <laughs> man. Like, how many Patriot, ex-Patriot players do we have right now? Like, yeah. we are basically. That's like Patriots West. It yeah. is, man, and well, you without know, the rings.
0: I think it's interesting that he's. He's, can, he's interested in purchasing <coughs> a stake in the Raiders because um, he was trying to do the same thing with the Dolphins. That's the reason why the Dolphins didn't have a first-round draft pick this year. Two teams so. he owned. Because huh, it's facts. <laughs> it's facts. <laughs> Big facts. Um, but he tried to do that. You know, they got caught tampering yeah. where he would, they were trying to get him in as ownership but still playing. Could you imagine that? Crazy. I don't know, man. I, um, I don't know that. I don't know that the Raiders are going to make any changes with McDaniels if they struggle uh, early. You're probably right, he probably gets the full season, but I don't know, man. Like Mark Davis has been even like Al Davis was notorious for it. Mark Davis has shown willingness to to cut a coach.
2: And, and what and what what do you think gets him canned? Like what is a successful season this year? If if he is in the hot seat, what's a successful season in your opinion? What well, would y'all do we go last make year? Make the playoffs? Would you go last year? Or do we just got to get? Away? You got to make the what playoffs. be in. You, you got to be in the, you you gotta gotta be in the, the
0: conversation for sure. I At mean, least be in a conversation. As a fan,
2: of course, I want them you, to make the playoffs. And, and as a you, fan, I'm saying fire his ass if we don't make the playoffs. But I'm not the guy that signs the checks.
0: But you got to be playing meaningful football and you can't be getting your asses beat. Like How you many can't of be the games in, did you can't we get our business. asses beat? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying we should have like, had a lot better record than we, we did. We
2: should have. There was a lot of games that, let's be the honest, s- silly number mistakes. four lost us a few games with turnovers in the red zone.
0: Yeah. So the Raiders were 6-11 and 11 last year. If they go 7-10 and 10 this year, is that success? Mm-hmm. Depends Not on what it looks eyes. like, right? No,
1: you got to go five hundred.
2: Not in my eyes. You got to be at least five hundred. Okay. You have to have a winning record
1: to okay. get another year. For yeah, okay. yeah. That coach and, and that's reasonable, right? Yeah, and because that would show
0: that would be an improvement based off of last year. I think you come in last year, you still got some of the carryover from the, the previous regime, right? There might be some some ill feelings in there because their guy didn't get the job, right? And so the McDaniel's has to get some of that shit out of there, so. All right, if they go five hundred this year, I could see him keeping his job there. But if they get worse this year, the fans will hang him.
2: Little, hey, to be honest, our schedule kind of looks a little bit tougher than it did last year. In my yeah. opinion,
0: yeah. Yeah, but you know what, man? Like, I I, I I agree with you, but I also like I hate that shit because like sometimes these schedules look tough in, in May, yeah, and then you get to like October, November, and you guys are playing the Giants and the Giants suck. You guys yeah. are playing the Jets Detroit. and the Jets are underachieving. You know what I mean? Like or you get to, you know, Oh shit, Detroit's way good Minnesota. this year. Or oh shit, you know, Miami's really good this year. Like I, I think Miami. it's it's easy to say I just say that because right in there. Yeah. I, listen, I just <laughs> say that because of the November matchup. Yeah. Because that that game means something if both teams are in, in November. What
1: he keeps talking about, man. What I bitches know. I gotta <laughs> get yeah.
2: it in. Speaking of the Lions, man, Lions and Chiefs is the is the season opener. How do you feel about that?
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, that's like that was a bad decision. There. Like <laughs> what you talk about giving it, it. It's in Kansas City. It's gonna be all juiced up because of like you know the ring ceremonies and banner hangings. You talk are they giving about
2: them a tune-up game is what you are saying? Mm-hmm. Fucking
0: giving them a good game. easy game, man. Like yeah. and that's no slouch on the Lions cuz I think the Lions are going to win the NFC you
1: North think? this year. Yeah, they're a better team. Oh. I don't think they're going oh, to yeah. think it's going to carry over. No? Hey, their no.
2: defense is their defense is coming around, bro.
1: They, they've got some they got, they got, got some backs. dudes up front. But people know them now. They know they're a quality team. Yes. You know? They're going to show up for this team now. And yeah, I think right. a lot of times you see like a team do really good like that who has notoriously not been good. And then people just, oh, we're playing the Lions this week. And this time it's like, hey, we're playing the Lions this week. And seeing so seen what they did last year. So you got, you got you more got, film on them. You, you got know. the Minnesota
0: Vikings, who won something like 11 one-point games last year. But they like, made some moves, man. This, so they, they But listen, though, they won those 11 you know single-possession games, whereas like a team like the Broncos lost nine right. of those single-possession games. That thing goes back and forth every year, right? So – you also got the Bears. Do you believe in Justin Fields? I know Dom, I know you do. Yeah. Um, but it's gotta come together. I'm telling like, you. Like they're I, they're primed for it.
2: Like, and see your other question is is are there any available free agents? And and I'll tell you one guy that I think we have to go get is Marcus Peters. Right now, looking at the schedule, we play a lot of teams that have a lot of good wide receivers out there. And if we don't do something with our secondary, we're going to be in trouble, God, bro. dang like, that secondary, man. We, we can't continue to just expect Max Crosby to get back there and be Everything. this out-of-the-world sack leader. Because, I mean, let's keep it real. He puts a ton of pressure, but is he really putting up the, the sack numbers to be the guy in the league not quite yet but he's definitely inflicting damage but that means nothing if the defensive secondary is giving up every single pass opportunity that there is
1: at least with Carr, you know you can outscore a team right yeah i don't know if jimmy has that that like that i know he can control a game i know he can limit turnovers but when other teams just score on us so freely yeah. Like, is he going to be able to come back? Yeah. And Carr had a comeback kid in him.
2: Yeah, but that was my frustration, too, with Carr, right? When yeah. he'd be up on a team, he'd be still trying to, like, <laughs> put him to bed, bro. Throwing these
1: Diving balls. on the one-yard line, losing the ball yeah, out of bounds. Yeah,
2: throwing these deep balls down the field. And all we need is a couple yards to get the yeah. first down. And it's just like, bro, manage the game. Control the clock. Move the chains. We don't need... The score on every play,
1: emotional reactions.
2: Yeah, so like that's what I'm kind of excited to see. Like, if we get leads, how well we maintain them and close out games because yep. that's our biggest Achilles' Hills. We don't yep. close games out.
0: So it's um, there's this. There was this meme out, and I don't mean to pivot <laughs> off Here your comes. topic. There was this meme out though, and it was talking about you're talking about matchups and stuff, right? Yeah, and they were talking about Darius Slay and they're talking about the receivers that he faces this year. And so, he's got Justin Jefferson twice, or no once. Mike Evans, um, Terry McLaurin. Then he plays Cooper Cup, uh, Garrett Wilson, fucking Tyreek Hill, and Jalen Waddle. Jeez, <laughs> and that's just through the first half of the season, man. Ceedee Lamb twice. Um,
1: this Mart- NFL season's gonna like this season is going to be Stephon season.
0: Hey, but
2: I bet you, I bet you he does well against
0: all. Oh, guaranteed. Most
2: of those guys. Those guys will probably, I think most of those guys will probably have a down game on that week. They play him more likely than Darius Slade getting worked.
0: Brandon Ayuk and uh, Debo Samuel. <laughs> <laughs> DK problem, Matt, uh, DK Metcalf. The problem You're is, gonna is who's going to cover <laughs> the other person, right? Facts. Facts. Uh, he gets a break with the Giants twice, and then he covers DeAndre Hopkins. And I he, mean, that, that, that's, a, that's a rough schedule. Um, I don't know if Darius Slay has an island yet. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people arguing Sauce Gardner has an island now. You know, and and he's he's another tough one. Um, but yeah, man, I it, when you start talking about when we Devontae's start talking about going to
2: work him, by the way,
0: you think so? Oh yeah, you think so? Oh yeah, think best, so? Best route runner. I mean, he did me. he did cook um, he did cook the boy for the Broncos over here.
2: And you know why he's going to work him because Devontae's also going to prove he doesn't need a quarterback to be who he is.
0: Every wide receiver needs a quarterback to be who they are, bro.
2: Not him.
1: I don't think you do the, it without a good quarterback.
0: The only quarterback that I've seen that ain't need a quarterback, or He's the only wide receiver that I've seen that need a quarterback was Jerry Rice. And he happened to have Montana and Young, yeah. but then he went to the Raiders, and, and, him, and, him, and the, him and Rich Gannon had a nice little rapport. And Rich Gannon wasn't necessarily, like, someone who struck fear in your heart.
2: No. Devontae puts up consistent numbers
1: ball's got to get there though man it does.
2: it does but i mean we're in the nfl
1: i mean you could throw every it up quarter, there you can catch anything every but quarterback to get in there.
2: the nfl has the capability of getting the ball to a receiver like regardless of what we want to say about him even some of the quarterbacks like drew Locke, who was horrible for the broncos is still in the nfl and he's still a quarterback
1: so, so it's so, true like, scenario russell from the broncos with Devontae. Do you think that that would be a good team tandem Yeah, I do. Really?
0: Yeah, Russell can throw the ball down the field.
2: And not only that, I think Russell Wilson is best when he has a receiver who improvises. And Devontae Adams never stays still, right? If his route's over, he's creating a new route. Very true. He's always improvising. So I think that would actually be a scary tandem.
0: Yeah. Might see it. Because after after he gets frustrated <laughs> with Jimmy G, he's gonna be out of that door. <laughs> uh, hey man, I wish save us uh, a lot of cap space. I wish we could sit here and talk it's Raiders a little bit longer with you guys. Um, it's fun to kind of poke poke at y'all a little bit, um, but you know it's getting to be that time, it is. and we, we got to get up out of here eventually. Otherwise, uh, your phone's gonna start ringing. I gotta catch flight in the morning, so the five a.m. Let's flight. keep this motherfucker up. No.